You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, and storylines from your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some very exciting mini-sodes when Kaylee and I go to practice as well as morning skate and bring you those exclusives. Be sure to download the Odyssey app. Hit that auto-download button so that you have all of those fun episodes just sitting there waiting for you when you are ready to listen. And good news, guys, you can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Be sure to share with friends, family, and all hockey fans around. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by... By my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to get into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Yeah, gotta gotta break out into a new episode. But Casey, before we get too far into what we call the breakout, I just have to give you a quick shout out, Pucks and Bolts fans. We have a star in our midst, Casey that. Hudson, for the <laughs> second time. Um, I think in a very long time, there's not very many women who or other people aside from JP who have like been the in-rink announcer um, and updated fans. But Casey did that last night at the Lightning game. She was the the Hockey Night Live host and did a fantastic job. Casey, you are such a rock star. I'm so proud of you. Um, and I just cannot sing your praises enough. Like this was such an honor, um, for you. And I know it was well-deserved, um, the fact that Steven and John and everybody over at the lightning vision team asked you to do this. They did. They asked you for a reason. You're very talented. And I'm just happy that everyone, like so many 20,000 plus people get to see how talented you are aside from just, you know, just little me over here. I, I, you know how much I think about you and, and, and how highly I think of you. Um, and so for you to be able to show off your talents and how amazing you are in front of so many people, it just made me smile so big last night. So congratulations on that. You're such a rock star and we love you over here. (laughs) I'm blushing folks and Bolts fans if you can't see it, but what what was fantastic and why I appreciate you so much too, is you never know when you reach people like it, like the moments that you reach them in and Kaylee would text me at the right moment of me of my nerves kind of taking over yesterday and, and just say the right thing. So just know how much I appreciate you and how much getting to talk hockey on here just makes stuff like that happen. And so worthwhile and that much easier, regardless of, you know, the learning curve of something that terrifying, but so exciting. Um, and it was so kind of everyone that reached out yesterday and everyone that was at the game and, and saw that. And my family got to be there because it was Thanksgiving break. So that was another level of comfort, but Kaylee texted at the right time. And I felt you there with me, which was so needed because between the coldness and losing my hands and <laughs> <laughs> just all the other factors, I was just like, Oh my gosh, am I going to make it? And then the light goes on and you just realize that you're talking to other other hockey fanatics, which at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Just talking about this sport that we love so much, which I I do. We both do. This is great to be able to have pucks and bolts and to have you guys and to have Kaylee and to be able to do this stuff. So thank you so much for of that. Course, of course. It was an exciting one to cover. It was such an exciting game, Kate, like from the oh. minute that it started. So Pucks and Bolts fans. I have to say this. Kaylee okay, probably please. put out the best tweet of the night, which oh. was, I don't know what was in Zach Bogosian's turkey, but I want some. Am I quoting that correctly? That was uh, the yeah. best tweet ever. <laughs> Because all of the boys, like, I don't know what he did to the turkey the night before, but all the boys were 
were in on the action. And oh, that they was- were on another level last night. They were like, oh, yeah. they were on it. And so for, for Pucks and Bolts fans who don't know, Zach Bogosian hosted the entire team, like 30 plus people, and then like 20 screaming kids running around his house for Thanksgiving um, and made several turkeys and made all the sides and did all the thing. Um, if you if you don't know, Zach Bogosian is very into Thanksgiving and for the Love to prove to prove the point, go to our Twitter account, Pucks and Bolts. Um, it's just at Pucks and Bolts. Casey got footage of Zach saying what his favorite, like what was going to be on his Thanksgiving plate. And fa- folks, like his Thanksgiving plate is huge. Like he just kept naming things. He was like turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and green casserole. And this, like four and or five. He like he just kept naming things, and it's like <laughs> that's gonna be a pretty big plate. And you know that he had all of those things mm-hmm. at his Thanksgiving, where the entire Lightning team came over to celebrate with him. So whenever you see this Lightning team and they're just like on another level from the start, you you just ask yourself. What did what Zach Bogosian put in the turkey? <laughs> and seriously, can I get in on that? Like, I need, I, I need know. some of that. <laughs> Do you mind meal prepping some? I mean, I'll pay for it, Zach. But yeah. needs a little you, in on you that. You bragged about your wife's cranberry sauce. I'll take some cranberry sauce. I'm not even a huge fan of cranberry sauce, but Nobody hey, is. if that's what you ate, <laughs> I'll get in on the action. So, and it's yeah. funny too because he's like, I don't like cranberry sauce, but I'll eat my wife's. And then the little. Um, the little Wendy reporter, the junior reporter that gets to go in the locker room and talk to the guys. She asked Victor Hedman and Pat Maroon about, you know, what they like to eat. And Pat's like, Oh, I don't really do cranberry sauce. <laughs> and then Victor Hedman's just in there trying to think of something because Zach Bogosian even mentioned that he brings him and his wife bring uh, a Swedish pastry of some sort. Ooh. Yeah. So I was like the comp, maybe it's the combination. Maybe it's the, maybe, yeah. the untraditional foods with the traditional food and the way that, that both Logo cooks that just was a recipe for success. It worked success. It out. Recipe yeah. for success. Well, it certainly was. The Lightning won last night 5-2 over the St. Louis Blues, a team that, yep. you know, had been struggling a little bit, then got on a little bit of a hot streak. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lightning come in and end and that pretty quickly. And Braden points, like speaking of who I want to eat after, I don't know whether I mean. it was like – I don't know whether it was like an extra nap. We all know Braden Point loves to nap. Um, I don't know if it was like an extra nap because of the turkey, but goodness, Braden Point was just like skating out of his mind last night. So Casey, before we get too far into the game, because I know we've already started talking about it a little bit. All the excitement. We have to do the breakout. Um, And so fans, Casey and I were just talking about um, we have some, you know, we've seen some good things. Ross Colton back in the lineup last night, mm-hmm. Calfoot back in the lineup again. Um, Kepke and Perbix are still out day to day. Um, so this will be, I think what their third game Kepke is with an upper body injury, Perbix lower body injury. Um, and then after that, there was an injury. Belly. During, oh yeah, Belly. Yes, Pierre Edouard Belmar was a, was he a healthy? He was a healthy scratch though. Yeah, he has a personal leave of absence and might be away from the team for a few more games. Um, yeah, but when we get updates on that, Pucks and Bolts fans, we will definitely let you know. But with that, they recalled um, Alex Barre Boulet. Love saying that name <laughs> from Syracuse Crunch, who's actually leading the AHL, I think, in goals or points right now. So he's having himself a heck of an AHL season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came to fill in for Belly last night. And then you mentioned an injury, Kaylee. Yes, um, Rudy Balsers. Mm-hmm. Early on, it, it's kind of like what started some of the scuffles because he yes. got slammed into the boards pretty hard. Like it was, was like 28 seconds in or something. And he was already like, so if you rewatch what happened, like he was already falling, like he was already like down. Yeah. Um, like, so he, it wasn't into the glass, it was like actually into the side. Mm-hmm. Um, like the harder because the, the glass is kind of like it, there's some give Flex, to the glass. Yeah. Yeah, but he was falling and then got pushed even further and harder into the side. Um, and so you could tell when he got up that it, it, it oh, whatever it was hurting him, 
significantly. Um, and he was and he, his arm too while he skated yeah. off pretty quickly. Yeah, so it, it was not good to see, and and you know you never know because again he's kind of like crunched up in like a smaller position, you know, like his legs and his arms are kind of in close there because again he's falling, like falling down, and then gets pushed into the boards after that. Um, Maroon came over there and 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 started some started some scuffles, oh. and then right after that, you know, that Corey was Perry. Corey Perry <laughs> threw off the gloves pretty quickly. Um, so for a mumbler and a quiet guy, him and Pat Maroon are probably the first two to go to the rescue oh, anytime they don't like the way something is. And there's yeah. no words on Perry's end. It's a look, the glove drop, and then it's on. Yeah, Corey Perry is one of the most intimidating guys without a voice. Oh, for sure. The, the he gives you this death stare, and it's yeah, it's it's nerve wracking for <laughs> sure. And um, but but yeah, Rudy left the game, and then we were told right after the first period that he uh he would not return to the game. So the Lightning then had to play, uh, you know, down a man, um, and still Probably. did a pretty fantastic job. I mean, for the next two periods, they were down. I mean. Again, what what do we say? It was like 30 seconds to a minute into the game. This was very early in the game. So they played almost the entire game down high, a man. High pressure with being down. Yeah. It was and so it was something. It was a you had a lot of guys stepping up for that. But those are those are our big kind of like breakout news moments. Um, and obviously, of course, because Casey is such a rock star, she was she was the brightest star. Um, she's my number one star from last night. Um, <laughs> okay. she, uh, that that's a part of the breakout as well. Um, but Casey, getting into this game, there was a mm-hmm. lot. We've already kind of talked about it a little bit. There was a lot that I really, really liked, um, and it's something that we've been harping on. So it's the first thing yeah. that I'm going to get to that I really liked: the fast start. I mean, yes. to come out and have Braden Point score within the first four minutes of action, Brandon mm-hmm. Hagel, Nikita Kucherov, so basically everyone on the first line getting involved. And uh, whenever I, 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 if I'm remembering correctly, this is the pass where uh, I think it's Hagel who makes a pretty sweet move um, in in getting that puck to Braden Point. Um, really smart play all around, and and they were talking like intermission and stuff. And you talk about a guy like Hagel. Um, he is really just a guy that sees the ice really well. And so he lines he's learning up. some things. You can yes. tell that he's learning some things from Nikita Kudrov specifically to make yes. those passes and not overthink it mm-hmm. or hesitate. So great point out there for Hag- for Hagel getting, setting up Braden point to come in with the speed. Yeah, but but it wasn't just the first line getting involved, which is something again yes. that we've been harping on. So like 20 seconds later, Alex Kalorn gets in the in the scoring column, gets a goal. Nick Paul, Steven Stamkos on the assists there. So the first mm-hmm. line gets involved within the first three and a half minutes of the game. The second yep. line gets involved just 20 seconds later. All of a sudden, the Lightning are up 2 nothing. the day after Thanksgiving. They're like, <laughs> I'm eating over here. I'm going to just like eat this turkey leg. They right fueled their body. And, uh, and Emily is buzzing. Everything is just, it's just on another level. And so that's mm-hmm. the first point that I want to talk about. Just this fast start. It's yeah. something, again, that we've preached for this team to do. And we haven't seen a fast start like this. Right. Uh, and I mean, they're a little bit, you know, in, uh, in, in, in another game, but, but this took it to, in my opinion, a little bit of another level um, mm-hmm. because you're getting other, because not only is it a fast start, but you're getting other lines involved. You're getting other people involved. Um, yes. And this is all even strength as well. So this is all just five on five action. They're just, owning the ice out there, Casey. They came out applying so much pressure to Bennington, which was great. But more importantly, um, why this fast start felt different was because typically when there's some sort of a hiccup or, you know, an emotional effect in the beginning of a game that can take the guys a minute to get their legs Mm. back, get back into their structure and system and not have mental errors. Well, for Balsers to go out when he did and for the team to rally behind him, they used that as momentum. 
And so it didn't get them out of their structure, didn't get them out of their game. Typically racking up in penalties also throws them off a little bit, but it didn't. And I got to ask Coach Cooper about it after. What was so different mentally about this game? And he said, I think it was just the fact of how they lost to Boston on Monday night. They mm -hmm. really did have that game in, in the palm of their hands that first period and the way they came back in the third period. If only they would have showed up a bit more on the second period, it was their game to win. So he said, I think the mentality was the fact of how well they performed versus a great team like the Boston Bruins, knowing their capability, knowing their skill set, knowing how they can adjust, whether they have a forward go down or out or defenseman go down and out. And that showed impeccably. So that fast start, they put their foot on the gas and there was no let up, regardless of penalties, regardless of frustrations, regardless of anything, they continued to attack. And the biggest thing that I saw, Kaylee, which they worked on on practice on Thanksgiving morning, was when one line would come in to pursue an attack and if they didn't secure the goal or if they didn't make anything happen offensively, that next line that next wave came right in to clean up and keep the puck on their side of the ice so their their puck management on the blue line and in the neutral zone was probably one of their stronger performances so far um this season it was just the hunger of showing if we can hang with the bruins we can dominate the blues and i think they did that so well and then in the first period alone you saw so many cleanups from their game over the, the extent of the entire season so far because like you mentioned that five on five is where they completely dominated all the lions getting involved and moving around so fluidly. The passing lanes were way better. They only had eight giveaways this time, eight. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like oh, eight is still a, a lot. Well, compared to the 21 giveaways they had the other night, eight is a significant upgrade, I would say. And I think they had 17 or 19 takeaways. So they were equally as defensive as they were offensive. They were spotting opportunities to create turnovers and force the Blues out of their structure. And they were so consistent with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was yeah. such a great ebb and flow for these guys making those turnovers happen. Yeah, I love that you brought that up, Casey. They actually had 19 takeaways. Um, and that and that was yeah. going to be my second biggest point is that in the game against Boston, the Lightning were shooting themselves in the foot sometimes. They were they yeah. were making the errant passes. They were doing things that that were not smart out on the ice and allowing the Bruins team, which if you give them anything, they're going to take it. They were allowing mm -hmm. the Bruins team to get those takeaways. This time, it was a complete reversal. The lightning were out there, and especially in that first period, again, they were just owning the ice. They they made, they were just skating circles around the Blues to start yes. this game, specifically in takeaways. And so you look at what they were able to do, that 19 number of takeaways. Ross Colton had three takeaways, Braden Point, two takeaways, just himself. So uh, all of these guys, Braden Point, Nick Paul, Pat Maroon, Mestikoff, they all had two takeaways each. Almost every single player on this Lightning roster had one it. takeaway. They they all got into it. There was like maybe like four or five guys that, that didn't, you know, have at least one takeaway. Um, and so it's just all of these guys getting in on the action, seeing the ice well, seeing opportunities, and then capitalizing on those opportunities early on. That was a huge reason why the Lightning were able to really own the ice. And mm -hmm. both of those early goals, Casey, came off of takeaways. They both Which did. Huge, 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 huge. Sorry. I just got excited because I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. I, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it be, because it's so important. It's just such an important thing um, of, of, about really, you know, there's, there's, there's layers to it. Um, mm -hmm. of course you want to do well in face-offs and, and, and that it starts there, right? That's yeah. the start of it all, but you're not going to win all of the face-offs. That's just the reality. You're not going to win every single face-off. 
So then what do you do after that? Okay, well, then then you have to go and you have to forecheck and you have to get back in. You have to play the neutral zone well. You have to take advantage of errant passes or or be on the ice and see where they're going and then get those takeaways. And the Lightning yep. did all of those things last night. You're seeing their game come together in this mm-hmm. beautiful way that, you know, um, it was funny because they 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 asked Pat Maroon in the broadcast. They said, "Hey, it seems like you're flying under the radar." And he said, he looked at the analyst and he goes, "He said that's a stupid question. We're not." Yeah, flying. and it was Biz too, so not- it was funny who he got to yeah, talk. Oh to. my god, hilarious! He's like, <laughs> "We're not flying under the radar, Biz. Like that's stupid. That ask a better question because you know we're the Tampa Bay Lightning. We won back to back Stanley Cups." And then we were in the Stanley Cup final a game away from winning it again last year. Like we returned a lot of our key guys. And yeah, we've had a, you know, like we've had some other guys have to pick it up. We've had some younger guys come in here with the loss of Ryan McDonough and Andre Pallad and Jan Ruda and, and some of those guys. But solid but record still, for the adjustment is, period. Yeah, this is still a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think that you saw that last night. I think that something in that Boston game really spurred on what these guys can't, because they were upset. I mean, after that Boston game, Casey, we were, we were in there. And I mean, I think they each answered like two questions and I might, maybe, maybe three questions. Yeah. And I might have asked two of those three questions because no one wanted to ask ask the players a question because you could tell how upset they were. Um, which is understandable because they didn't mm-hmm. play how they know they can. They 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 didn't play how they know that they want to play. And so having that having a rebound game like this so important to do and and they really truly did play how this Lightning team can play. too many criticisms of yeah. of their game last night. They they played a really strong game. And Casey, that takes me into my next point. They had a solid second period, which we haven't always yep, seen. All eyes were on the second. Mm-hmm. Well, because like you mentioned, the nerve-wracking part was to see how well they competed against the top team in the Atlantic Division just to, you know, shoot the hand them the win. While Boston yep. is a great team, in so many ways, Tampa really did hand them the win. So, of course, after such an electrifying first period, and they did well across the board between managing the penalty, well, not managing penalties, but rising to the physical occasion of things, not letting the momentum come, you know, away from the team after Balsers went out, scoring back to back to well, back to back goals early on, and then also having that power play goal at the end of the first period. So they checked all the boxes from even strength, neutral zone, four checking to special teams showing up and in that you get a little nervous once you see such a such a strong performance in the first because you're like okay what's going to happen in the second period that's been kind of wonky lately and they come out in the second period and although the blues were able to minimize the bolts lead for just a second because it was jordan Cairo they got the blues on the board but then it was that first line you've been calling on the first line for mm-hmm. the last week and a half i want to say kaylee and it was the first line it was braden point applying the pressure coming in hot missing yep. the net rebounding off of of you know the puck off the wall there Kucherov setting up Higgs and Higgs scoring and so their reads on one another which we've talked about extensively but you can just see how much more seamless it's getting because they're not overpassing and this team is known for that um but since you know that's been an issue and coach wants them to get a little bit more consistent with the rapid passing setting up shooting and taking so much of the extra thought out of it you saw that response immediately. And I think that started off the second period on a note that says, okay, we're in control here and we can manage, we can handle this second period because depending on how they responded to the blues, getting on the board would have set the tone for everything. And I think them scoring right after kept them in this game and kept them in control. A hundred percent. I mean, what a response. Um, And you know, it just, it just goes to show that like the lightning, they're not, they're yeah, they let up a goal, but they went back and they responded. And it's and when you talk to John Cooper and you talk to the team, it is Casey. It's so much more about the response. What are you, what are you going to do after? Okay, you let yeah. a goal in. There's still time to play. What are you going to do after about it? And so right mm-hmm. after the fact that you know just. <laughs> 
20, less than 20 seconds afterwards, they come out, they score a goal. And, and like you said, I mean, it's a really smart play. It's, it's Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point who are, who are setting up Brandon Hagel and the way that they're playing together, the way that that first line is meshing together. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And I'm, I've, I've sung their praises before I've been hard on them before, but I've sung their praises because when this, <laughs> when this top line, it's just one of those things. When this top line is 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 clicking, mm-hmm. I think that they could hang it as one of the top lines in the entire NHL. I mean, this is yes. with the vision and and foresight that you have from Nikita Kucherov, with the speed that you have from Braden Point. All three of them are playmakers. All three of them are goal scorers, and they're yeah. all three getting better at facilitating facilitating when to get the puck to somebody else, when to, to, yes. to drop it off. And we saw that last night. There was one time, and I think maybe maybe it was on this goal, but it's Nikita Kucherov, and he like he's going up, and then he turns back a little bit, and then yes. he like waits, he waits a beat, and then he passes it. And it's like, oh, so smart, because when he waited, got the He defender. allowed the player to like make a mistake. Defensively, the out of position, and mm-hmm. then he was able to make the pass, and and you know it, it, it's just pass. it's just so smart. The way that they're playing is so smart, and you said it. The response in the second period, the fact that then so that happened fairly early on in the second period, within the first like seven mm-hmm. minutes of the uh, of the second period, and then for the entire rest of the second period, for the entire rest of the thirteen minutes, they just defended well. They just had yes. really good defense and, and they went in there and they did what they needed to do. This is a team that had 16 blocked shots last night. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just like they're just playing well. They're just stepping and up. 36 hits. What? Yeah. They were Getting really aggressive. Yeah, they were really aggressive. I, at one point, I think halfway through the second, it just really felt like they started to wear down the Blues. Obviously, mm-hmm. those star players have the ability to keep their legs underneath them. But for the most part, you just kind of started seeing some gas on that other end because <laughs> they're racking up phys- physically. Ah. And then you've got that top line, as you mentioned, which we talked about this either the last episode or the episode before, but coach Cooper kind of changed the time on ice with the lines shifting them out a lot mm-hmm. quicker. The first line went back into full control last night. Um, I think it was Braden point with like 20 minutes on the ice, Brandon Hagel with 19 minutes and Kucherov somewhere in between that. So of course they were shifting in a lot more and a lot quicker than in the other line. And that second line was complimentary to anything that they did. So Certainly. getting that dominant line back out there and then performing and excelling and doing exactly what you said, being one of the top lines in the NHL right now. I think it helped immensely with wearing down the blues at the right time so that they can have a strong defensive performance and continue to stay in control. Yeah. And this, I mean, to, to kind of like put some numbers to, to those points. I mean, this is a team that had uh, 14 high danger chances last night. Um, wow. The lightning did. And they kept the blues to just eight high danger chances. So, um, and then on those high danger chances, you know, they they capitalized, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, they were able to capitalize and get some of those goals um, in, in the high danger moments. Um, You look at what, what, you know, uh, the, the blues goalie gave up, you know, he, they had, you know, uh, two, two medium danger shots against and uh two uh uh let's see two rebound shots against and and so it's just one of those things where um they had two of the goals were high danger goals and two of the goals were medium danger goals right so like mm-hmm. that's and then obviously the empty netter and so it, you know you look at what the lightning are able to do and and it's just they're putting pressure on the right way, the right time. They're taking smart shots. I mean, I think there was one point and, and maybe, I mean, it kind of ended the game and, and pretty, I think pretty similar, you know, actually, yeah, exactly the same. You know, they both had 27 shots on goal. Um, yeah. And it's not like the lightning. It's not like they just like, Oh, they just like outshot. No, they're just taking smart shots. They didn't mm-hmm. just like load up and, and shoot to shoot. 
They're taking the smart shots. They're being smart about what they're doing. And again, yeah. that matters. It matters whenever you're doing that. And then Casey, to your point, it's not just the first line that's performing. Yes, a lot of a lot of last night was the first line, and then you add in the power play. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I mean, we talked about the, the tiniest bit, but again, good, good to see the power play. You know, the the fact that you have this again, this is why it's such a good win because it's it's balance. It's not you're not yes. solely relying on five on five. You're not solely relying on the power play. You have mm-hmm. a mixture of both of those things. You're not solely relying on the first line. You're not solely relying on the second line. You have a mixture. It's the first line. It's the second line. I'd like to see more involvement from the third and fourth line. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, I'd like to see a little bit more involvement from, you know, uh, some of the defensive guys because I know they do push up into the zone quite a bit. Um, and and Hedy was on fire for a second there. He had three true. really big chances, and you could tell he wanted it so bad. Oh, um, yeah. But that just came, came down to better defending on the other end there. But Hedy was close, and then when he's itching, it's dangerous for the next couple of games coming up. Oh, for sure. But I mean, if I have any like critiques, quote unquote, like that's what I would say. Like, I'd like to see the defense get a little bit more involved offensively. All they respond. So, you know, the the, the third and fourth line get a little bit more involved offensively. But overall, Casey, I mean, this is just a really solid effort. And I think what's most impressive to me about about this uh, all in all Yes, the response in the second period, coming back and 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 making it a four-two game, and that, but just also the way that they defended in the third, the yeah. way that they, you know, when the lightning are up, John Cooper talks about this all the time. Casey, he is, you know, when we're leading, we don't need to press, we don't need to worry about just like getting in a ton more goals. We need to mm-hmm. worry about defending well. We need to worry about keeping the lead. We need to worry about you know finishing out, closing out a game. The Lightning yes. did that last night. They closed it out. Perfectly, yeah. And it's not like they overexerted themselves to defend either. They just got in the, interrupted the passing lanes. They started disrupting any rhythm that the Blues thought that they were finding. Um, for them to be able to shut down Braden Shin, who was on a, I think, four-game point streak or something, they were able to isolate and shut down their key players that were going to try to get anything done while Bucinovich got in there. It was still, you know, he could have been way more dangerous if it wasn't for the defense showing up and the pairings got a little shuffled up, especially with Kerbix out. I do have to say Calfoot had a surprisingly solid game uh, from mm-hmm. top to bottom. And I think a lot of that comes in with whomever he's paired with. He can kind of rise to the occasion or he can kind of overthink his game. And I think yesterday was probably one of the better games that he's had this season. And then a, a, a weird surprise on this roster that's loading up in time on ice and significantly contributing to defending so well is Ian Cole. Uh, he had a big oh, yeah. shot in the third um, that – the whole arena swore that there was about to be a goal there. You just kind of heard the gasp in the air. Yeah. And then here comes Cole just protecting it on, on the, on the edge there, really, really helping Bassey with the crease. And then the pucks out and they're safe. And then you hear the entire arena exhale. So it's just, he's been a surprise in terms of how, how many significant plays he contributes to uh, Eric Chernak, who typically leads and hits was very much an aggressor last night. Um, oh, yeah. And then, Hedman going back and forth, like you said, trying to uh, get some offensive time, but also being a huge driving force on, you know, protecting Bassey and protecting the net. And then, of course, Vasilevsky doing what he does best, because at some point in the second period and then a little bit in the middle of the third there, he was having to make some giant saves, some giant saves. But it's nothing that you wouldn't expect to see from the big cat. It's it's still a big awe feeling to watch how much space he can take up in the net and how hard it is to catch Vassy off guard. It really is no matter what Mm -hmm. angle they come from, or even when you feel like he's going to be completely blindsided, he just makes these incredible saves. So the defensive performance was huge. And to see what can happen with this roster, when they kind of get more settled in what the defensive roles and pairings are going to be when everyone gets healthy, you know, let's not forget Nick Perbix was a contributor offensively as well as, as well as defensively. So to get him back in the mix there, healthy, this team is just building so perfectly. And again, we've talked about this, the timing of everything. And while Pat and Biz had their little fun um, yesterday in their conversation, it's true. When you look at the adjustment period and where they're at in the season and sitting in the middle of the Atlantic division, 
they are in prime position to peak at the right time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that's going to come into health. And something we forgot to mention in the breakout is that uh, the return of Anthony Sorelli is on the horizon. Imminent, imminent return. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings back one of your best two-way players, one of your best four checkers, a guy that continues to help set people up. So it's like, okay, what line do you put this driving force on? Is he going to be the guy that brings the third line to life or who's going to bump down to the third line so that he can help get that second line generating just as much as that first line? The thought of that alone gets me so buzzed because Mm -hmm. we're talking about a team that's doing well to set together all units of the game and you're missing a key asset. Oh, a hundred percent. Anthony Sorelli is, I mean, you, like you said it, he's one of the best two way players. Um, he, he's such a, he's such a shutdown player. He's going to go out there and he's the guy that goes up usually against the other team's top line and really defends them very well. Um, he, he's, he's a, a fantastic tyrant. player. He's <laughs> yeah, he's, he is annoying on the ice. You don't want to play him. Um, and, and he, you know, he's known for that. He he's, he's really, really, really good. Um, so looking forward to seeing him back in the lineup, hopefully here soon. I think he's missed 19 games. Um, all, all of the games this season so far because he had shoulder surgery, um, over the summer. So, um, we'll be excited to see him back in the lineup and, um, you know, Casey, uh, one of the other things that we have to, to, to talk about before we get into our cherry pickers is just, you mentioned it. It's, it's how this team is coming together. It's the, it's the Ian Coles, it's the Nick Perbixes. It's, it's these other guys who are stepping up because there were questions. And that was one of the things that they did ask Pat Maroon after the game. They said, what is, how do you replace guys like, you know, Andre Pallad and, and, you know, the the Ryan McDonough's the Jan Rudas what do you do and Patty wasn't shy he said well you know you you have a guy like Zach Bogosian who's who's just getting back into the lineup and who's who's performing well um but then you look at some of the young guys defensemen that they have and and they and Ian Cole I mean not not a super young guy but the fact that he's able to come in here and perform pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. gel pretty quickly with the team that's been huge um, yeah. Nick Perbix, you know, y- you've got, um, you've got some young guys like, right. Like I just mentioned Perbix, but, but you also have, you know, the backbones of this team, Chernak, Sergachev, like mm-hmm. y- those guys, they matter to this team. And there's a reason that the lightning just signed them both to extensions because yeah. they know that this is like the next wave of defensemen for this lightning team. And then you have a guy like, you know, um, Victor Hedman, you know, back there, who's just, I, I don't, I don't know if it would, depending on Casey, you were at the game, but I was, you know, watching the, the TNT broadcast from home. They had, did this thing pregame where they were they got to like do this like on ice demonstration with Hetty. It was uh-huh. one of the coolest things that that I've seen. So I don't know if TNT has it like posted somewhere, but check it out if they do. If they have it posted, I'll search it and I'll retweet it from Pucks and Bolts because it was really cool. But because Victor Hedman is he's such a good skater, he can skate forward, yeah. he can skate backwards, he can charge people. He's also so tall. So because of that. He doesn't have to turn his back on mm-hmm. guys nearly as quickly as other defensemen do yep. because you you have this guy who's like 6'2", his reach is ridiculous, and then he's got this stick in his hands. He's able to defend so well. So, I mean, just like just what he is. I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast. There's just nobody like Victor Hedman. You just don't yeah. see defensemen built like that. You have this long – big body defenseman who's able to make these moves, able to push forward. Um, He doesn't have to, again, turn his back on you, which means Mm -hmm. you're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with whatever trying to trick his eyes on you. He's going to be able to keep his eyes on you. And because he's so long, he doesn't have to be super close to you to do so. Um, So just um, when you look at, at defensively, they're coming together. This team is coming together. And then one of the things that I have to know again, before we get into trade pickers is just the way that this team stands up for themselves. Uh, I did not like the, the running into Vassie and, you know, whatever, if you want to call it a major or a minor, it didn't look good. And, and they kept slowing it down and like making it slow in the replay. 
And it was a big impact. Whenever you slow anything down, it's gonna it doesn't look as bad as it did, but it looked really bad. Like I got well, out of I jumped off the couch. I was like, I was like upset. It was alarming was, because of the what? impact. I yes. was shocked to see Vasi just pop back up, but you I'm like, glad no, you brought this up, Kaylee, because after the game, all four guys all the they all threw off their glove. I mean, they just yeah. like we're, we're going to pulverize you. Like we're <laughs> you're going to be ended. Did you just touch our goal? Like it you just don't touch I the loved it. The way that they stood up for each other, the way that they specifically stood up for their goalie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, tell me what they said after the game because I'm super well, interested in it. They asked Braden Point as well as Brandon Hagel and Coach Cooper after, like, have you ever seen four guys drop the gloves at the exact same time? And everybody was laughing at how, like, how uh, Sergey got his just, gloves like, off. Like, yeah. there was not one, the the momentum of just throwing them back, the heat yeah. of the moment of it, none of these guys had to take their time to get their gloves off. They came flying off. Yes. And they had him pinned to the boards in seconds. I mean, oh, I think yeah. the poor guy maybe blinked and had four or five different blue sweaters on him in an instant. And the funny part about the replay too, which rightly so in, in my opinion, is that you see, you see Pat Maroon kind of slowly, I mean, still fast, but the last, the last little trolley to get over there to add his little hits. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Pat, Pat like, like, Oh, I got to get in here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like watching the baby brother like come off the sideline, like, hey, let me get in this. So yeah. it was just, yeah, you don't touch Vassy. There was so no. much protection in that game last night from from the Balsers hit to uh Vassy to anything. Like if you touched anybody on yeah. their team, everybody swarmed in to to the defense. And to your point, Kaylee, with everything that you just mentioned, I think it's also crucial what that's demonstrated is how many leaders and different leadership um mentalities are on this team we've seen a, a leadership mentality and a different way of leading from each one of these players at key moments you know you could tell that they respect Nick Paul and the way that he comes in and gives advice on things that he sees on the ice you could tell yep. they respect Braden Point even though he's not the most vocal guy they respect him from the way that he executes in x y and z you know even the younger guys uh yeah. for Ian Cole to come in he was been on some significant plays there was a respect there in terms of leadership. Uh, Sergachev and Chernak are two oh my gosh, yeah. ones that have to be noted because uh, jokingly, but then again, you can just kind of see it in his demeanor. When they were revealing the retro jerseys, uh, Chernak made a joke about him liking it, but he wishes there was a C on, on his. And then Sergachev stepping up when Hedman went down, continuing to flourish after that, and being a leader in terms of grooming the younger players. There's no intimidation factor, and there's no ego on this team. And ego is a quick thing that can get involved in hockey because, mm -hmm. you know, some teams can rely on that one guy to get them so far into the season. So in a game that has so much flair and, yeah, on certain times ego, but definitely a hell of a lot of confidence – this team is so even kill on on respect and leadership. And to see these guys that landed those contracts and not let ego get to them, they want to groom the next set of defensemen that are going to be yeah. a part of this team. And they want to keep this team as close together as possible for as long as possible. And Coach Cooper said it a couple of weeks ago, you know, they lucked out with maintaining the roster that they did the past couple of years. And they're trying to recreate that roster, or not that exact roster, but they're trying to recreate that ability to keep these guys together for a couple of seasons to produce. So the leadership, the level of respect, I mean, I think you and I both can't say enough about this organization and this team. Oh, yeah, 100%. They, they really... They're fantastic. And like you said, Casey, I think they're they're really starting to peak at the right time. They're really starting to come into their own. Uh, and that brings us to our cherry pickers. So, Casey, I know this one is so hard. There's so many guys where I'm like, oh, it could be this guy. It could be this guy. So I'm going to do I'm going to do some honorable mentions um, and then and then I'm going to go with my cherry picker. OK, so, great idea. Um. I, I have to give a shout out to Nikita Kucherov. Just again, the way that yeah. he sees the ice, the way that he was able to facilitate, make plays last night. Again, like that one, that one play where he was like skating forward, took the pause, like just waiting just a second, get the defender out of their space and out of their structure, and then make the pass for the goal. I mean, it's just it's excellent. And, um, you know, he deserves, he was the first star last night, totally deserved mm -hmm. it. Uh, breeding point on another level, seriously, whatever you're eating, dude, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're snacking on, what's happening. Nap, 
whatever's happening, get me in on it. You were on another level. Um, the way that he was able to perform last night, loved it. Mm -hmm. And he's such, he's so humble. You ask him like, he loves talking about his, his teammates. He, you ask him about Brandon Hagel. He'll, he'll give you like a, a paragraph such you know, a response. Nikita Kucherov. And then you ask him about his game. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just going out there and I'm, you know, I'm just trying. It's just really <laughs> my teammates. And it's like, yes, but Brayden, you're really good as well. You're really yeah. talented. You're doing some um, pretty amazing things as well. He's so humble. Um, but my first star is going to be Nick Paul. Um, and it's, it's because oh, of the pattern that Nick Paul has been able to, to, to do. So not mm -hmm. only does he get involved in the action early on with that second goal, which, which I think is, is key, you know, he's the one that sets up Alex Kalorn. It's really Nick Paul, the way that he's able to, you know, I, I sent out a tweet last night that like, I'm talking about, you know, killer's goal, but it's, but it's Nick Paul. He kept the puck alive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it could have gone and, um, and, and, and gone into the blues hands, but he kept the puck alive. He kept the play alive. And then to make the pass to, to Alex Kalorn to, to facilitate that, um, you know, that he, that that's, that's really important. And Nick Paul is able to do that. And he's also able to score some goals. You know, he had that empty netter goal, um, yeah. at the end of the game. Um, and it's just, it's just a pattern that you're seeing from Nick Paul. Mm -hmm. You know, he was really the lone player offensively that stood out in the Bruins game. Um, and this is, I think like his, I don't know, third or fourth game in a row where he's yeah. had, you know, multiple points. Um, and so the fact that he's doing that, the fact that he's hitting his stride, Nick Paul is, is my cherry picker. Um, I think that he also had another great game last night with what he was able to do on the ice. Absolutely. And after the game, somebody asked coach again, you know, now what do you say about Nick Paul? Who's always involved in something. Nick Paul does it all. And he laughed and said he didn't yeah. choose that nickname, but um, coach pointed out the fact of how well he stepped up and how much respect mm -hmm. the players and, and his teammates had for him. I think it was when Braden point went down in the playoffs for a couple games yep. and he was able to, to step in and take charge there again with so much humility and just wanting to help this team. So another very humble guy on this roster, I, you can't go wrong choosing Nick Paul, uh, who does it all my, okay. So I'll do an honorable mention. And then my cherry picker, my honorable mention has to be Alex Kalorn. Oh, yeah. He has this way of, I don't want to say flying under the radar. I feel like it's offensive. But he just has this way of going from, you know, conducting and contributing from a conducting standpoint to coming in when it counts the most. And the rhythm that he's starting to get with Paul and with Stamkos, I think that Alex Kalorn is just getting started in his rhythm. Um, we, after you called on him a couple weeks ago, every game you've seen him contribute either with an assist or get a goal of his own. And he was all over the ice last night. He was equally defending as he was trying to set up his teammates to, to have those offensive strikes. And one of the best skating games I've seen out of him this season. So Alex Kalorn has to get an honorable mention, especially because fans just love him. If you oh, hear yeah. Florence's name over the arena, they just go absolutely insane for, for Killer or the Tampa Bay influencer, um, as most people love to refer to him as. Yeah. But then for my cherry picker, I got to give it to Brandon Hagel. I, I feel like I've given it to him so many times, but specifically for his performance last night, not just because mm -hmm. of the goal and because of, you know, that response goal was so crucial to oh, these guys yeah. not having a garbage second period. But yep. it was also the fact that I think he had two or three breakaway opportunities. He's starting to, you're just seeing how he's absorbing the uniqueness and the knowledge of the line that he gets to play on. And yeah, mm -hmm. he's mentioned, you know, how much he learned playing for the Blackhawks, the hall of famers that he's had a chance to play with in his career. And he doesn't take any of that for granted, but there's only one Nikita Kucherov and there's been many players that have had a chance to play with him and everyone kind of absorbs something differently where I feel like Brandon Hagel has had this well-rounded, um, way of absorbing so many things from Cooch yeah. and not trying to be Kucherov, but yeah. applying it to his strengths and his game and just leveling up. I mean, as fast as he's skating out there, as quick as he's breaking, I mean, not even just, not even just Kucherov, he's learning from Braden Point. Yeah. Who works so well in small spaces. He makes small spaces look like he's got like 
two, three feet to work within. And it's really four inches. Yeah. Um, so just to see how, how Higgs is just absorbing and applying, absorbing and applying game by game, by game, by game, by game, the breakaway opportunities, his eye for the puck. He keeps his eye locked in on that puck to create chances for his team and to set up players like Nikita Kucherov and Braden point and to know like a guy like, Kucherov trusts you and can not look at you and watch you and feel you and respond to you. I think that that says so much about the player that you are and the player that you're becoming. So between the breakaways and the crucial, crucial responsive goal, uh, Brandon Hagel, and I mean, he's chippy on top of it and he's uh, with, with Sorelli out. He is the best four checking player on this roster at the moment. So you want to talk about somebody that can do it all. Brandon Hagel's right up there and it's great to just see him continue to grow and expand in this role because you weren't too sure about it playoffs last year, but everybody has their time and um, it's Brandon Hagel's time. And he's shining so well. And it's, and I think it's part of the reason you said is because he's playing on the line that he's playing on because he's, he's, you know, they're asking him what they asked him. He, he played his role in the playoffs last year, but what they're asking him to do this year fits his game better. Um, So I love that. I love that pick. And Casey, again, we're so proud of you. You're such a rock star. You did such an awesome job last night and uh, Fans, um, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been fun to to talk about this game. Um, and it's it's not our only one. We're recapping yeah. this game today, the Lightning win 5-2 over the Blues. But they get back to action against the Sabres going to Buffalo on Monday. And that will be our next episode for Pucks and Bolts. So be sure to download and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcast. Download and subscribe to Pucks and Bolts. But I'll tell you the best way to do it. It's the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and subscribe to Pucks and Bolts. Click the auto download button. So anytime we have a brand new episode, it will come straight into your phone and you will be up to date on the latest news in Tampa Bay Lightning hockey, as Casey always says, as they go to you know continue to defend their legacy and really cement themselves as a team to be reckoned with, as a dynasty. Um, so... Fans, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can follow her at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yes. And enjoyed all your turkey. Like I said, I need to get in on some of BOGO's turkey to uh, <laughs> hype myself up a little bit. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.